0: Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. A final attempt to repeal the ACA before the budget deadline fails. Leaders in cancer care want the patient's voice in metrics, and three oncologists warn of the limits of the new CAR-T cell therapy. Welcome to This Week in Managed Care. I'm Laura Jost. On Tuesday... Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the Graham-Cassidy bill to repeal the Affordable Care Act would not move forward, ending plans to overturn the health care law through the budget resolution process before this weekend's deadline. The decision came less than 24 hours after Senator Susan Collins of Maine said she would not support the bill, in large part because it sought cuts to Medicaid. Said Collins, Expert projections show that more than $1 trillion would be taken out of the Medicaid program between the years 2020 and 2036. This would have a devastating impact to a program that has been on the books for 50 years. McConnell said that health care will take a backseat to tax reform, but it will return to the agenda. In the meantime, Republican Senator Lamar Alexander of Tennessee and Democratic Senator Patty Murray of Washington will work on a bipartisan stabilization plan. For more, visit AJMC.com. Quality measurement is now common in cancer care, but the patient's voice is still missing in the metrics, even though more providers accept the idea of patient-centric care, according to a leader in informatics who spoke this week at a policy conference of the National Comprehensive Cancer Network in Washington, D.C. Dr. Ronald Walters of MD Anderson Cancer Center said what is available is often a provider's interpretation of the patient's experience rather than a metric gathered directly from the patient. He asked, why aren't these measurements a key part of the health system yet? Walters also reviewed other important quality measures for systems of care, which he said are cost, resource utilization, site of care, and care coordination. For more, visit AJMC.com. The FDA's recent approval of the CAR T-cell therapy, Kim to treat young adults with acute lymphoblastic leukemia set off waves of excitement. But given the $475,000 price tag, three oncologists from Memorial Sloan Kettering say the promise of this impressive science must be tempered by the challenges, side effects, and cost. Writing in JAMA, the authors say the therapy will only be available in a few institutions capable of handling the complex delivery method, and that the hype surrounding the treatment will make it hard to explain the benefits and risks to patients. They wrote... The reason is that the term cure will connote to some patients that a single infusion of this scientifically mystifying, genetically-driven therapy will first vanquish their disease and then reset their life expectancy to normal. Perhaps one day, data will support such a hope. As of yet, the available data are insufficient to claim much more than CAR-T treatments have large promise at an enormous price. Low-income seniors with multiple chronic conditions account for high Medicare costs but also offer opportunities for savings. AJMC contributor Dr. Christopher Chen writes his practice has achieved this in a full-risk Medicare Advantage practice through concierge-style care, which puts an emphasis on spending lots of time with patients. Upfront Investments helped the practice Chen Med achieve the following in 2015. Compared with other Medicare beneficiaries, the patients had... 33.6% fewer emergency department visits, 28% lower hospital admissions, and 25.7% fewer inpatient hospital days. For more, visit AJMC.com. Technology is changing both diabetes care and prevention, and new partnerships are cropping up every day among payers, providers, startups, and well-known tech giants like Apple and Google. The new issue of Evidence-Based Diabetes Management focuses on technology and features an interview with Dr. Paul Chu of Omada Health, who discusses why digital health is needed to keep more people from progressing to diabetes.
1: The other issue is that this problem is so massive, with more than 84 million Americans having prediabetes, that it's literally impossible to address this in the old traditional way. So we need digital approaches proven uh, digital approaches, one where return on investment and publications can validate these approaches to make this a reality. And finally, uh, one of the uh, bright spots is that CMS will be uh, encouraging pre-diabetes testing, pre-diabetes referral or referral to pre-diabetes programs. So that sort of alignment of the medical need the incentives and the benefits can be brought closer into harmony. One of the most significant advances for the problem of prediabetes will be the MACRA and MIPS incentive for uh, referral to uh, programs, validated uh, diabetes prevention programs, as well as testing for prediabetes through the MACRA and MIPS initiatives. Now, people at risk for diabetes live all over the country. Some are closer to diabetes program, prevention programs than others. And so in order to reach the more than 80 uh, million uh, people at risk, we need to have a combination of both face-to-face programs for digital prevent, uh, diabetes, uh, diabetes prevention as well as digital programs. So face-to-face and digital programs in the setting of MACRA and MIPS can greatly accelerate the uh, uh, treatment of patients with uh, prediabetes.
0: For the full issue of Evidence-Based Diabetes Management, visit AJMC.com. For all of us at the Managed Markets News Network, I'm Laura Jost. Thanks for joining us.